Okay, so here we go. Okay, so we brought, essentially, we brought two different mashalim <laughs> for what we're calling yesh miyesh, right? Something from something else. Iluba al cause and effect, something from something. The first uh, example that we gave was the kiddush cup and the block of silver, right? That's what we said. In other words, you have a block of silver, you have an idea for a different form for this block of silver, and you make it into a kiddush cup with all the designs, all the grapes and the flowers and whatever it is, right? So what have you essentially done? You've taken something that already exists and you've just changed the form of it and now you have a new form. But you haven't actually made anything new. All you've done is made a change in form. That was the first muscle that we brought for, right, for yesh miyesh. The second muscle is a little bit more edel of a muscle because here we're bringing seichel and midos. And what we're saying is that seichel is not creating midos. What se- midos exists, seichel exists. But what seichel is doing <coughs> is it's turning on the midos or actualizing the midos that were always there. Right? Are you guys with me with this? Right? This is the idea of nothing new happened here. Seichel turns on an existing midot because if you have something in your mind, and you think about it, right? It's going to, it's going to make a corresponding emotion that will uh, be equivalent to this thought path pattern. Excuse me. Now, we said that now we're going to turn. Now we're going to turn to Yeshmi Ayin. And the first example that we started to bring yesterday was an example of a person throwing a rock in the air. The example is not that he's creating the rock. What's happening, however, is that he's creating the motion which is causing the rock to catapult upwards, even though the nature of the rock is to be on the ground. And what we're saying is that as soon as the rock or should we say, the energy that surrounds the rock dissipates, it goes away, what's going to happen? The rock is going to go back to its original state of being, which is lying on the floor. What's the idea behind this? What are we trying to bring out from this? What we're trying to bring out from this is that it has to be, right, if you are creating something new, you need to constantly be putting this energy into whatever it is that you are creating, and that is what's making it go opposite of its nature. Masha'en which is not the case when you have that block of silver. When you have that block of silver and you turn it into a Kiddush cup, you no longer have to be around the Kiddush cup. The Kiddush cup could stay in the store, it can go into someone's house, you never even met the owner, and it can last for longer than the person that even made the Kiddush cup. You following what I'm saying? Yeah. Similarly with Seichel and Midos. You could have a person, like we see, unfortunately, sometimes a person gets so angry, right? He has an emotion, a bad emotion in this case, right? And he doesn't even remember why he, what ticked him off to get him angry. Because the emotions are there without the seichel. The seichel activates the emotion. But a person could be so annoyed and so angry and so frustrated. And you ask him, why are you so frustrated? What happened? What are you, what are you so annoyed about? Like, he can't even remember what, what even got him started. 
It takes on a life of its own, so to speak. You following? That's the idea of yesh miyesh. So we have two examples of yesh miyesh. One is a very gashmiistic, a tangible example, i.e. the black and silver in the Kiddush cup. And one is a much more intangible example, i.e. the seichel in the midos. Okay, let's go to our, let's go to the, to the, to the mashal again. Uh, the nimshal again of the, or exactly the mashal of the, uh, what you call it, of the Evan. Let's go. V'yuvan al-derech mashal. First word on the, on the line is the oilam. We're going to go to the end of that line. Everyone sees it? We're on page Sadiq Zion. It says like this. V'yuvan al-derech mashal. We'll understand this by way of a mashal. Kisha adam zayrek eben l'mayla. When a person throws a stone up, we must say that there is an energy, a power, which goes out from the hand of the person. And this power surrounds the stone. This energy is what lifts up the stone up above. Naturally, the stone wants to sit on the floor. That's the way it was created. It was not created to fly. But this energy that I am putting from my arm and using it to surround the stone is causing it to go in the opposite direction to its nature. The kimat rega, in just an instant, in just an instant, it'll fall down below. As long as the kayach is there, it's affecting it. Once the kayach disappears, then it just goes back to itself. Here is the muscle for the chorega verega. Right? When we say that Hashem is creating yesh mi'ayin. Hashem is creating from nothing into something. And he says, it has to be it has to be every single instant. Because he's making something go against its nature. When you are forcing the block of silver to become a shape of a kiddush cup, you're not causing something to go against its nature. You've done nothing to change the actual silver itself. The actual silver itself is exactly in the same nature as it was before. You change the form of it, now it's not a block, now it's a cup. But the actual silver itself, it was the same. Here what we're doing is we're changing the nature of the situation. The nature of a stone is to sit on the ground, not to be flying in the air. Yes, yes? This is because the idea of the lifting up above of this stone. It's the opposite of its nature. Because what's the nature of the stone? To fall down here below. That's the nature of the stone. In order that there should be this new state of being. The opposite of its nature. Namely that it should go up above. Yes, good? You with me? Hainu mipnei kayach yad. 
Ha'adam, Shemakif Oiso Vinoiso. It's because of the power that was in the hand of the person that he now shifted that power from his hand and it surrounded the stone and it causes it to fly. So like I said yesterday, if you're walking down the street and a baseball goes whizzing by your head, you're not saying to yourself, wow, look at the flying baseball. You're saying, who threw the baseball? Because you know that the kayach of that is causing it to fly is not inherent in the baseball itself. It has to be that something makif, something is transcending, something is surrounding that baseball and causing it to go opposite of its normalcy. Yes? Now, look at the words. Immediately. From the words kala, right? From the idea, the idea of it tur- it goes away. Yeah? The kayach of the hand of the person. Automatically, it's going to fall down here below. Similarly, we're going to understand the same concept with regards to the creation of the worlds. Yesh me'ayin. Shezesh That which is hischachus gadol. So this idea, what we're saying, is a tremendous chiddush. What? The fact that there is now a world. Now there is a physical entity in front of me. That I am a physical entity. Right? That is a hischachus. That is something completely new. Therefore, the power of affecting has to be totally and completely involved in the affected item. And if it would disappear for even an instant, it would become ayin. Remember we talked about ayin, like back to where it was in Machshava. Ephes, it would be as though it was never even in Machshava. Kamoha Evan now, just like the Evan above. Okay, is everyone seeing this? In other words, as far as you could trace back the world, wherever you're going to go to, there had to have been a beginning point. What was that beginning point? Where did it come from? Did the world, did the earth always exist? No. There had to be a beginning. So if you're going to say there had to be a beginning, where did it come from? Even if you want to say it's made up of building blocks. Okay, where did the building blocks come from? Where did the whole thing start? When you trace it back, you have to have that there was, at one point, there was a non-entity and now there is a yes entity. Yes, yes? So at that point, you have to say, how did you get from being a non-entity to being a yes entity? What we are suggesting, what the Rebbe is suggesting here is that you're right, it was a non-entity and now there's a yes entity. But the fact is that when you're taking something that is a non-entity and making it into a yes entity, it's not something that was created 5,783 years ago. It's something that has to be constantly created 
over and 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 over again. Because whenever you're taking something that's a non-thing and making it into a yes thing, it has to have the kayach in the nifal. It has to be constantly there. Take our block of silver. When I want to take the block of silver and make it into a kiddush cup, so fine. I'm taking something that exists and I'm making something that exists. I haven't done really anything. I've just changed the shape of an existing item. But let's go back to the beginning. Where did the silver come from? Why do we have silver? So you could say, oh, this block of silver came from all these nuggets of silver that they found in the river here and the river there and, and a mine over here and a mine over Okay, fine, good. So they took lots of small pieces of silver and they heated it up and they melted it and they shaped it into a block. Okay, fine. Okay, go back. What about that piece of silver that they found in this mine? Where did that come from? Where did it come from? At a certain point, you have to say, what, it existed forever? It always was? Even if you want to say, it's a billion years old. We don't say that. But let's say you said that. Okay, before the billion years, where did it come from? Where did it start? At a certain point, it had to start. So when we say that at a certain point it had to start, what we're saying is that it had to go from a non-existence into a yes existence. And what, we're, what the Rebbe is saying here is once you start talking about non-existence into yes existence, you're talking about a different game. You're not talking about changing the shape, you're talking about bringing something into being. If you're talking about something in bringing, bringing something into being, you must say that it's not something that happened, whether you're talking about 5,000 years ago or you're talking about a million years ago, or whatever you want to say. It has to constantly be brought into being. It can't just be brought into being one time and then uh, that's it. It's a constant. So therefore, the block of silver is being created right now. That's the point. Just like the rock in our example, the fact that it's flying, the only reason why it's flying is because the kinetic energy is surrounding the rock and causing it to go. And if that energy would disappear, so the rock would just go back to its normal state of being. Kabish? Is that clear? That's the argument that the Rebbe is making here. Right? That's the concept of Yesh Mi'ayin. That's why it's different. It's not the same story. And therefore, if you want to go back to some of the early philosophers, right? Going back to Aristotle, etc. What they're saying is that there is a God, but God took a primordial substance called a primordial, primordial atom, not like our atom, but a primordial atom, and he just put it together like Legos. And therefore, he doesn't have to be involved in the world. Because why? Because he took something that was existing and he made it into something else that's existing. Okay, it's a different shape, it's a different color, it smells different, looks different, etc., etc. But what we're saying is that where did that primordial atom, even if you want to say that, where did it come from? It existed forever? What does that mean? What we're saying is that that can't be. 
And therefore, because of that, you have to say that Hashem is intimately involved in every single thing, every single moment, every single uh, point of, 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 the, of the existence. And therefore, that's how you can get to the whole concept of is to Nisim, to nature, to all the different things. That's the involvement of Hashem in everything in the world. Now it continues, Masha Enkim, which is not the case. Ha'uman Sha'asa Kli, which is not the case when you're talking about the artisan that makes the Kli. Hare Lo Asa Bashum Chitzchadshus. It doesn't bring any type of Hitzchadshus. It doesn't make any type of nature, anything, anything new. Now, if you go to Shar Yuchavimuna, he brings a little bit of a different example. He brings an example of Kriyas Yamsuf. And what he says over there in Kriyas Yamsuf, right, is that the water became like a wall. Right? It became like a chayma. So what happened there? What happened was that it says that the water became, it took on a completely different nature. In other words, water was no longer liquid on the sides of the pathway that the Yidin were walking through. It became, it took on the nature of a stone. Right? We say it every day in Davani. Right? That's what happened. Now, that is not even an example of something being created new. What it is an example of is causing something to go against its nature. Water's nature is to flow. So if I see a rock standing still and another rock on top of it, another rock on top of that, and made into a wall, I don't even look twice. Why? Because the nature of a rock is to stand still. However, if I see water with the nature of a rock, so I say, oh, wait a minute, this is something different. So all what Hashem did over there was He took something that already existed and He caused it to have a different nature than what is it what it usually has. In that, He caused it to go against its nature. And therefore, it had to be a constant, like it says, a ruach, kadim, a, right, a spirit from the, we translate it as east. Kadim also could be a primordial, right? Energy that's coming in and causing it to happen. So that's the, that's the, that's the muscle that is brought over there in Shari Yichud Vemuna. Once again, what are we seeing? We're seeing something going against its nature. You following? Masha'en came when you're talking about the regular Yesh Mi Yesh situation. Let's go weiter. So since the main kiyum of the mitzias, the kiyum of the existence, the form, who haor v'haziv is really the light and the ziv and the ray. Now, why does he have to bring or and ziv? So in different places in Chassid, it explains it a little bit differently, but I'll explain one way. It explains it as a way of Saiviv and Memale. Or is on a higher level than Ziv. Ziv is a more narrow, specific, uh, uh, limited ray of light. And Or is a general light. So what we're saying is that this entity is being brought into existence and made to look the way it's made, the way it looks, by two energies of Hashem. Namely, Saiviv Kolami and Memale Kolami. Right? which we've discussed in other Maimarim, so we're not going to get into it now. 
which is constantly bringing it into life. Im Cain, if that's the case, zehu usam. Really, can we say that that the block of let's use a different example? This block of wood is its actual existence, or are we going to say really its existence is the or and the ziv? Right now we're t- we're doing what we talked about way back when, right? When what did we talk about earlier? We talked about the idea: is this a table, or is it really atoms, or is it neutrons, protons, and electrons, or is it quarks? So now what we're saying is really this piece of wood that's sitting in front of me: is it really a piece of wood, or is it really the or and the ziv, the saiviv kolamim, the memalik kolamim, which is causing it to be? Yes, yes, no, no. We with you with me? And what makes this different from the air? Is that not the or in the ziv? And what about the ceiling? Is that not the or in the ziv? And what about the tree outside? And the person inside? And the right? You following what I'm saying? Let's go further. That's the real existence. The real existence is the or and the ziv. The kamo, and he brings a second. Here comes our second marshal, right? Here comes the second marshal. The kamo ha'etz hagashmi, like a physical tree. Nishavu mehamaimer eitz pri, which was created from the words that Hashem will create a tree of fruit. Mehamaimer eitz pri tzarich liyos tamid b'ha'etz. This phrase, these words as we're talking about, are letters right, that we sometimes refer to as it talks about in the first chapter of Shari Yichur Ve'emuna they have to constantly be in the tree in order to make the tree Ve'im hayam mistalek memenu, if these letters, these words would disappear from the tree kerega, for even an instant once again, we, we're basically talking about the same idea. It would become an ayin and be'efes. The tree that's sitting outside is not going to be there anymore. So now, even now, when it is a metzius, it is a form. Next page. free. The whole existence is really just the words of Eitz Pri. That's what it is. So is it a piece of wood or is it a, really the words of Hashem? Is it really the Ora Saib of the Ora Mamale? That's what it is. Verak Yesh. It only appears to us to be a Yesh. Why? Because we have physical fleshly eyes. That's why. Since we have physical fleshly eyes, so therefore the way the world appears to be is a world of Gashmias. So the tree looks like a tree, the table looks like a table, you look like you. The person appears to be a walking piece of meat and bones. Why? Because my eyes are made to see this. But we do not see the source, which is bringing it into existence. 
וכן היה רצון הבוירה. כמו שהסבר לאל אם יצא השם. In other words, this is the this is the Ratzon, this is the will of Hashem, that this is what I should be looking at the world with my two fleshly eyes, and this is what I should be seeing. But if Hashem would have given my eyes permission to see what's really going on, I would be able to see in every single thing how it's really nullified in its form, out of its form. And really it's not a dover by itself. It's not a thing in, in and of itself. It is really just the words of Hashem. But it's not its own being. That's what it says, right? A couple, three days before the Alter Rebbe passed away, right? He told the Tzemach Sedek, he says when he's seeing, when he's looking up at the beams of the ceiling, all he sees is the Dvar he, All he sees is the letters, the words of Hashem. That's all he was able to see. That's what he's seeing now. Because that's the Emes. But Hashem made it this way that we should not see that. What we should be seeing is a table and a light and a person, etc. That's what we're seeing. Why? Because that's the Ratzon Hashem. But is it really the Metzius? The answer is no. The real Metzius that's really happening here is the Devar Hashem. It's the letters of Hashem which is going into all these things to make them be what they are. So now go back to our question. When we said, Achdus Hashem, and we said, is it a Metzius? Yes or no? That's really our question. And we started off by saying, Oh, well, it's a Sheker Gomer. We said, no, you can't say it's a Sheker Gomer. It's not a Sheker Gomer. That can't be, because then Torah Mitzvah, that doesn't work. Then we said in Perik, uh, in Perik Zion, we said what? We said, oh, I'll tell you, it's, it's an existence, but it's a precarious existence. Either because, right, it has a certain limited amount of ore that's going down, and if the ore would be more than that amount, then it would just cease to be. Or you could say because in the seventh millennium, it's not going to be there, so is it really there now also? Okay, but that's all yesh miyesh. Now we went in Perakhaes and we went to the next level. And we said, really, let's look at it from a different perspective. Let's really look at what's going on here. And since we have to say that every single thing is really just the Devar Hashem, every single thing is actually the Memale and Saivim that's going into it. So can you really say that that object really exists in the Metzius that we appear, which it appears to us? The answer is no. The answer is that Hashem made it be this way, that we should look at a person and see the person, that we should look at a table and see the table. But really, if we would scratch the surface of what's really going on here, we would recognize that it's really Hashem which is making, he's making out of what? Out of himself. He's making out of himself the table and the chair and the person and all these different things. And if Hashem would stop making it for an instant, because it's going against its nature, so then it would cease to exist. So really, is this a tree, or is this the Dvar Hashem? Yes and yes. Because Hashem wants us to see it as a tree. But why does He want us to see it as a tree? That we should recognize what's really behind the tree, that it's not just a bunch of wood. Are you following? So this is where we're holding now in our, in our Seder. Yeah. When you brought up the point that, you know, if we if we start taking a look at the different parts that, that say the table's made out of, then we say out the different the ceiling, right? So they're both made of atoms, 
they're both made of light. Well, they're, uh, they're both made of fluoride. So what's the difference between the two? But really, if you, if you look at like how it's all arranged, for instance, the atoms in my extension report, and also when you get down to it, the RS as well, they're, they're arranged in different ways so that they have different results. Especially when you consider the fact that the light coming down here is making a shulkan, and say the wall over there, the light coming down over there, the letters there are being used to make the word trace out. It's two the, the light, the light's the same, but it's, it, it, they're, both, they're different types of light. They're being uh, flat, they're being shown through different, I guess you could say, colored glass panes, if you will. Uh, so at the end of the, so there is something different about the light making this and the light making that. Very good. So that's what we're holding in the Maimah right now. Right now we're holding by Bittal Hayesh, which means that, yes, that the, that the energy that's going in to make this metal chair is different than the energy that's going to make this wood table. There are different letters. For example, he gave the example of the Eitz Pri. Yes, the Eitz Pri looks different than the, uh, the sky, for example. True, in Achinami. They're both letters of Hashem, that's really the metzias of what is really here. But they are different because we're holding by a certain level. What we're going to do in Perek Tess is now we're going to go deeper. And we get to that tomorrow, right? So at that level, then we're going to see really what's going on from the, a deep and a deeper level. So right now, what we went to is from Perek Zion, this is Yesh Miyesh, which is that it's a precarious existence. And it's all based on its on the makor, which is on a higher existence, which is giving it a certain amount of energy. Perek Ches is really, it's really being created yeshmi in every single second, and it's specific letters that are coming in to create uh, all these different things. But the letters are clearly different between a tree and a car, for example, a piece of metal in a car. Right now, we have to go to the next level and say where we go from there. Okay, that's Perek Ches. That's tomorrow. All right, let's stop here for today. Please do Hazara, and I will, God willing, post the uh, post the class. If I can get this thing open.